Hello everyone, it's Farah here, also known as Nurse Vitals. Welcome to my podcast, another episode of It's Vital. It's vital because it's important. So today's topic is anxiety. We're going to be talking about anxiety. So I have a guest speaker today. She is a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner and a colleague of mine. She has tons and tons of experience in mental health and has been a nurse for a very, very long time. I'm not going to give away her age, but let's just say she's a very seasoned nurse. And I am glad to have her here with me. Her name is Angela. Hi, Angela. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Doing good, good. So we're going to be talking about anxiety with the audience. And um, I know you're an expert in mental health and you see patients with this disorder. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that anxiety is an actual medical uh, diagnosis. And a lot of us suffer with anxiety and we don't even realize the signs and symptoms. And uh, we seek to, we fail to seek help until it's too late. And anxiety can control every aspect of your life. So it's important to get a handle on it. So can you tell us uh, a little bit about what anxiety is? Well, yes, Sarah, thank you for having me. Anxiety is a feeling of fear. It's uh, a feeling of dread, of uneasiness, of impending doom. It's uh, described in so many ways, but the most important thing is that you know that something is not right. Mm-hmm. Um It causes uh, the person who is experiencing the symptoms to sweat, feel restless, tense, uh, and oftentimes accompanied by a very rapid heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, When it is intense, that is when you get that sense of impending doom. Some people with uh, this, this level of anxiety will get to a stoplight to cross the street and can't proceed. Because the anxiety, that, 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 that fear has just stopped them dead in their tracks. They could be there for an hour, not being able to move to cross the street as the light changes repetitively. Mm-hmm. Um, they're faced with multiple challenges, difficulties at work, because they're so anxious that anything can really set that anxiety in, into play. Mm-hmm. So there'll be problems at work. Uh, problems uh, going to the doctor, problems getting uh, medical tests done, uh, problems doing schoolwork, problems doing a test in school, um, making an important decision. You can't decide whether to do A or B. Anxiety is a very and exceedingly debilitating condition. Okay, well, thank you for that. Well, I also know that Anxiety sometimes can be a good thing. For example, like if you're getting an award and you're feeling anxious or uh, you're in active labor, you're about to have a baby, that can cause some some kind of anxiety. Or if um, you sense a a type of danger, like if somebody's chasing you, the fight fight or flight uh, response kicks in. Um, Those are normal normal types of anxiety. Yes, and those are mild anxiety cases. Mm -hmm. And mild anxiety is a normal state. When it goes beyond mild anxiety, we all live in a state of mild anxiety. Mm -hmm. When it goes beyond that, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. right? Especially with this pandemic. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about a severe problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, you mentioned a little bit before about the symptoms of anxiety. How mm-hmm. do you know? How, what, what, what are the signs to look for to know when, when you really have a problem with anxiety? Um, again, uh, something may come up and you realize that something is wrong because you feel this, this uneasiness and then you may be sweating, you feel restless, uh, you feel tension, you're gritting your teeth, mm-hmm. and most importantly, you feel like your chest, and sometimes you just can't catch your breath, mm-hmm. and that's all part of the anxiety syndrome. Okay. So, now, there are different uh, methods of treating anxiety. What are, what are some of the... Uh, methods you would recommend when someone suffers with anxiety? Okay, so uh, there are um, therapies that are out there, cognitive behavioral therapy, didactic behavioral therapy, that can help with anxiety. However, oftentimes it needs to be accompanied by a medication. And there are a few different levels of medication. You have, um, just for your audience sake, lighter medication, uh, non-addicting medication, uh, like a pill called Adorax, also known as hydroxyzine. It is non-addicting and it does help to mm-hmm. ease tension when it is not ultra, ultra severe. That's what we usually start with first. Correct? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when the, that medication doesn't work, uh, and you know, in addition to therapy, counseling, things like that, then you know, uh, it might be necessary to move to the next level of medication. So then what happens is there's an intermediary medicine because anxiety is often accompanied by some depressive symptoms, Mm -hmm. right? And so there is a a class of antidepressants called um, SSRIs. And those are not only antidepressants, but they have an anti-anxiety property. And that would be the intermediary level that would be used. And what are some of those? What are they called? Um, Selexa, also known as Citalopram, Zoloft, or Sertraline, Paxil, or Paroxetine, Lexapro, or Citalopram. Those are uh, a few. Okay. And then after that, then we would move on to... Then we move on to the bigger guns. We try not to go there unless we absolutely have to because this class of medication is a controlled medication, meaning you need um, uh, not just a prescription, but a special type of prescription for Mm -hmm. it, right? And it is is, uh, documented with the state of New York that you're on this medicine. Mm -hmm. And this, this class of medicine is called benzodiazepines. Mm-hmm. And um, there are multiple uh, types, shorter-acting, longer-acting benzodiazepines. We try to use the least addicting of those pills mm-hmm. as opposed to the more addicting. I try never to start anyone on a Xanax because that is a highly addictive tablet. Yeah. There are others like um, mm, other than mm-hmm. um, there's other uh, there's what's the other benzo um, that we Clonopin. use clonopin mm-hmm. and even the ones that they use in older days uh, way back when um, Valium. 
There you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Huh. I wonder who the nurse, <laughs> who the psychiatric nurse <laughs> practitioner is in this case. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that would be Valium, Ativan, mm-hmm. um, a few bentos, but you really, really want to stay away from Xanax. Mm-hmm. I, I would not advocate anyone mm-hmm. going on Xanax. Yeah, because of the high potency for addiction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to come off that medication. Too. Very hard. And another thing uh, is uh, when you're taking benzodiazepines, it's very uh, risky to take them with certain other medications, especially narcotics. Yes, right? or alcohol. Or alcohol, yes. Yes. Because that can cause you to become overly sedated. and. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then if you stop them abruptly, you can you go, go yes. cause Withdraw, seizures. Exactly. A withdrawal syndrome, which mm-hmm. it revolves around seizure activity, as you just explained, yes. Very good. Okay, so ultimately, you know, like uh, what we're saying basically is anxiety is a serious uh, health issue. Mm -hmm. If you think you suffer with symptoms of anxiety, it's important to talk to a medical professional, a nurse practitioner, your doctor, um, as soon as possible to get a handle on on your anxieties so that it doesn't uh, interfere with your everyday activity and your overall quality of life. Exactly. Okay. Very debilitating. All right. Well, Ms. Angela, thank you for your expertise and all the information and sharing your knowledge with us. And I hope um, you have a wonderful day. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks. Bye. Bye.